Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Athletes Playbook, the podcast empowering athletes with plays that they can run off the field. This week I'm joined by Quinton Laulu Tongongai, current Keely Cougars athlete, and we talk some things around his career in football, his transition from Australia to the UK, and some real good things with the businesses that he's got going at the moment. So let's go ahead and jump into this chat with Quinton Laulu Tongongai. Whoa, quick ad. This episode is brought to you by York City Vintage, your new home for vintage sports apparel here in York. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook at York City Vintage. Now, back to it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Welcome to the Athletes Playbook. This week, I'm joined by Quinton Lowell Tokogai, current athlete at the Keeley Cougars here in the UK. Uh, thanks for the chat, bro. What's been happening? No, nothing much, bro. Just getting ready for the season to start, eh? Now that everything's been lifted, so yeah, man, that's all that's been happening, and a few of the businesses as well. Yeah, me, me, me. Yeah, like you say, bro, exciting times, eh? Like the um, the the restrictions being lifted, and you know, finally having having some sort of end in sight with the dates that they've set. Um, bro, I know personally, it's just yeah, yeah, it's just a big relief and keen as to get out there. But um, bro, for for everyone that um, you know, doesn't know. Your extensive, extensive playing career and your background. Um, so you're born in, uh, you're born in Auckland, is that correct? You're born in Auckland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born in, yeah, born in Auckland, so middle yeah. And now you're, now you're in Keeley, bro. But how do you, you know, how's, how do you get there, bro? What's the journey been like, or what's your, you know, what's your, your little origin story, bro? If you want to give us that. Yeah. No, so I was, yeah, I was born in Auckland. Um, to um, Samoan parents. Um, but I. I moved to Australia when I was 12, moved to Brisbane, so my family decided to move to Brizzy and kind of start all over again. And um, yeah, just just started playing um, footy, um, both in Auckland and Australia, and then um, I got signed as a kid with Melbourne. Uh, I think I was 18 when I signed with Melbourne Storm, I signed for three years, and didn't really, um, you know, I managed to get into the top, top squad train, but um well my attitude was terrible eh, with training um just thought i knew it all but yeah it didn't really um take off my 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 rugby career back in australia so kind of decided to move to england when i was 26 got the opportunity to to move to england um after i played for samoa so i played for samoa 2010 played against the kiwis and tonga and then got the opportunity to move over to england um after yeah after those games because of my visa so um yeah signed for sheffield eagles and um been here for 10 years eh? so it's been a long time (laughs) but yeah yeah bit of a bit of a stint there so what were you um just to double back were you like training full-time in melbourne with the with the the storm boat yeah so um I signed, I signed with North Devils because they were the feeder team originally uh, back then with Melbourne. Yeah. So I signed for, for, for um, it, was a, it was a Melbourne contract, but I um, I was playing at North Devils. And then I think going into my first season in Q Cup, uh, I think I played like five games and and then um, I got the call um, to say that um, they wanted me to go and train full-time. Me and uh, a guy named Antonio Kafusi, um they sent both of us to go train full-time because I think they had a few injuries um, then. Mm. Yeah, so we ended up going to train full-time 
Um, yeah, and that was I think that was Craig Bowden's first year there uh, when he took over. Um, went trained full time for a couple of months, and um, the way it went was like if I wasn't playing first team, um, they'll send us back to Brisbane each weekend. Mm. So we're flying to Brisbane to play for Norths, and then after the game they'll fly us back to Melbourne. And um, I just had my son. I just had my son then, so I was struggling, bro. Um, so after two months, um, I went and asked Craig, um, you know, if I could move back home because I, I was struggling too much. And um, yeah, he he kind of understood my situation. It was pretty sweet with it. So I ended up just moving back to Brisbane um, and just playing for Norths. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, obviously, um, you know, as a as a footy player myself, I know the the juggle of of life and footy is you know not often um, looked at, eh, bro? Like, those types of things, you know, being yourself yeah. as, as a new father, it's a, it's a massive, um, you know, massive commitment, especially, you know, living away from home like like you were, you were yourself down in Melbourne. Um, yeah, bro, so, um, obviously, moving over to the UK for you and uh, to Sheffield, what was what was that transition like, bro? Obviously, whole different, different world over here compared to um, Brisbane. Yeah, man. I think the the one thing that stood out the most was how cold it was when we got in there. <laughs> uh, it was freezing. Crazy, man. And, um, yeah, I remember looking at, like, my wife kind of looked, and, like, just the environment, the surroundings there is totally different to um, back back in Brizzy. But um, we were quite lucky, though. We had um, a really good um, support bubble. Um, we... Uh, we moved to Sheffield and there was already overseas players here. Um, we had an Irish guy named, his name's Tim Bergen, uh, Aussie guy named Dane McDonald, a uh, PNG boy named Menzi Yeri, and also another Samoan guy named Mr. Tolbuffa. So we're, we're quite lucky that we had those guys here, especially um, Tim Bergen, my, my Irish mate. But he, he went out of his way to kind of uh, make sure that we're all comfortable because he knew that we're, we're quite a young family and you know we're far away from um, from home and he knew that we were going to struggle so he was constantly coming over um, checking on us driving us around because we didn't have a car um, taking us you know to do our shopping in there and um, yeah man and um, the coach as well and his family they were, um, you know they looked after us really well they were, they did the same thing so um, the transition was like coming over. Um, yeah, we thought we were going to struggle for 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 a while, but um, we kind of transitioned pretty quickly and felt comfortable pretty quickly because of those guys. Yeah, mean, bro. Yeah, that's awesome. But good to hear that they, um, you know, those those types of people around the club, bro, and looked after you. That makes I know from my experience as well, bro. That makes um, the world of difference. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, another guy was um David David Salamona. Like he, you know, he um I think I, I first met him playing because I didn't know him before. I went into the Samoan camp, mm. and um yeah, as soon as he found out that I signed, because like, he's he's here with his family, so he obviously knows what the transitions like. So he he was the same man. He went out of his way to 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 make sure we were alright. Um, he he lives like 50 minutes away, so he was driving to pick us up. And taking us over to his house to make sure that we're, you know, we're comfortable and make sure that we're settling in. So, no, it was it was a massive help. Um, 
those guys, especially all the way over here, not knowing anyone. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But I think that's a that's a um, like another holiday, bro. Like being being over here, um, and like you know, I know from my experience, by coming over. Um, you sort of like everyone sort of gravitates and you have those like it's in general but a lot of people like tend to look after each other obviously because they're yeah. feeding off the same experiences um, <clears throat> which is which is you know always good to help out which is mean I love the you yeah. know you love to see people even like like you're saying bro even like um, of like just in general the people from Australia and New Zealand like down those ways we all sort of congregate get together for feeds and um, you know doesn't like Tongans or SARS or you know or other Kiwi boys just sort of end up sort of all meshing together anyway. I think being those yeah, on those ex, on the expat vibes. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, when when I first came over, like um, all the senior boys, we used to get together. Um, they used to organise like a get together once every month. Um, oh, with all the, all the Kiwis and, and the Aussie boys, but that's kind of um, been slack now, eh? It's been slack now, like, um, and I think that's something we need to get get started again because um, it was. But it was awesome because um, everyone, all the Kiwis and the Aussies would just get together at um, a place they'll they sort and yeah, once a month we'll have a feed. And um, I, I thought it was really good and that's something we need to um, start again because um, it helped, right? Especially the the guys who are coming over, um, mm. you know, to, to start a new life here. Help yeah, fam- families and that as well, eh, bro? Like it always yeah. helps with the miss, like the misses oh. and the kids and stuff to get around, like you know, like situations, which is, um, which I, you know, my experience as well. My partner, you know, we sort of dragged them over here with no, no sort of friends no, no. or backing, or anything, like, eh, yeah. bro? And yeah, but you know, I'm obviously, very, yeah, yeah. So, gotta, gotta help them out as as much as we can. But um, but yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> Back into the footy, bro. So obviously, um, you're a man of a of a few clubs here, bro. So you had a had a decent stint at Sheffield. Uh, you were part of the inaugural side out at Toronto. Is that is that right? The yeah. first inaugural side. At, yeah. Um, what was yeah. what was Toronto, Toronto like, bro? How was how was that uh, experience of being like the first yeah. side? That would have been massive. No, it was it was awesome, man. I was kind of reluctant when I um when they first approached me to sign because I was like, how the hell? What the hell? How is this gonna work? <laughs> you know, I was like, "What's what's going on here?" And then um, they they kind of explained to me um, what was going to happen. So we're going to be based in the UK, but and then when we play our home games, we'll be traveling to Toronto and do we'll be doing four four weeks like four four weeks stints. So um, yeah, they were just you know, explaining everything. But um, yeah, I was because I was at Sheffield. I've been there for like six years. I was like, oh, I don't I don't know if I want to want to sign, but. Um, yeah, I'm happy I signed there. It was like one of the best experiences and um, that I've I've had in my rugby career, in my footy career, and it's totally different over there, man. Like, yeah, um, but right, it's just like like none of them. Our first game, um, I forgot who it was against, but our first game at home, like they've never heard of rugby league before, and we got like seven, eight thousand people there at the game. <laughs> oh. um, they're just mad about sports in general so they got a you know obviously basketball is massive there with the raptors and um, the maple leagues ice hockey mm-hmm. and then they got baseball the blue jays so anything to do with sports they're massive um over there so and then when we started playing like they had like music playing 
you know, in the background, just like the environment was so different to what we're used to in um, at a footy game. And then um, they had, you know, they had like these big speakers and that after the game for, you know, everyone to kind of enjoy a beer with the fans. And yeah, it's not, but it was it was an awesome experience. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm something that I'm happy I got to experience. Yeah, man. But yeah, it sounds like very like American sportsy vibe, yeah. eh, bro? Like, That's have you ever was, been? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you ever been to like an NBA game or an NFL game, the music's pumping. Um, they got there's always it's like a full spectacle, eh, bro? Something's yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was like a concert while we were playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think um, that's that's a lot of what that's a lot of what um, you know. Even Australian rugby league is sort of missing, eh, bro? Like, they, it's like a full. You get your money's worth out of the spectacle. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, man. Hundred percent, and yeah, yeah. I think the fans like after the game will like would be doing like um, you know we'll be going around and talking to fans and a lot of them were like. Um, like saying, oh man, I can't believe you's uh, coming around and you know taking your time, um, taking the time to talk to us because um, you know because you know at those the big events like the baseball and the basketball and then that, the sports, straight in, the, straight the players, out. Yeah, they don't really talk to the fans, do they? But nah. obviously rugby league's a bit different, eh? You kind of into, and like that's what you do, man. It's part of your job. You interact with the fans, say hello to them. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just always do the, the clap aid after the game, give them the walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Classic, yeah. classic. But yeah, nah. So, but after Toronto, I just got I got a few, um, got a, done a bit of research. So, you had some stints at uh, Halifax and Cass, and then the Newcastle Thunder, and now you're obviously at um, the Cougars. Um, bro, so how's, how's, yeah. uh, how's the 2020? One season looking for you guys, bro. How's it? You know, how's the training been? How's the prep? How's that all shaping up? No, nah, it's been good. Um, we, we were quite fortunate to be able to train before Christmas. A lot of the, the teams in our comp, um, they weren't able to train. Um, obviously, mm. to do that, something to do with um, the facilities being up to standard with the COVID um, regulations and um, all that stuff. So we we're, were quite lucky. Um, we got to train six weeks before Christmas. We we got a like a quite a young coach, um, Reese Lovegrove. So Aussie Aussie guy. Um, he's played he's played in NRL, came to play in the Super League. Um, so he's he's managed to recruit like a decent squad, a squad that should be pushing to get promoted to championship. And um, yeah, so yeah, so we we got to train six weeks before Christmas, which was good. And then after Christmas, obviously the RFL um, stopped us from training for three to four weeks um, and then yeah well we've been back in for like four weeks now and um, now we've been training good we're looking like um, we should be where we're at come next week for our first trial yeah mate. yeah that's a that's a decent decent um, couple of blocks like those six weeks and now you're saying four weeks that's a that's a fair crack a lot more than um, like you were saying like a lot more than some other teams have had the opportunity to which is you know Massive credit to to your guys and the club, which is you know giving you guys every chance to, like you said, um, push for promotion. What are you um, what are you looking to? Obviously, this is your first season, but what are you what are you hoping to like achieve, bro, this year yourself personally with with Keely, other than you know pushing for promotion? What's your what's your goals football wise, bro? Oh yeah, so yeah, that well because I'm getting on now. I'm um, 37 at the end of this year, and I. Uh, 
my, my goals too. <laughs> I know, man. I know, bro. Everyone's like, well, how have you been retired? My mom's like, why aren't you retired? <laughs> hey, if you still got it, bro, you still got you're it. Still, that, right? You're still holding on it. You're still holding on. <laughs> no, but my goal is to try and, um, I, I guess, to try and prove that I, I, I still have what I got, as especially um, at my age. And um, I just want to, like, if, if, if I kind of decide to retire in the next couple of, or three years, I want to try and prove that I, I still got um, what it takes to perform at a high standard. And my, yeah, that's one of my personal goals to go out there and, and prove to, because you're all these young boys that are coming through, man, the energy, bro. You got too much energy, yeah, all these young guys, man. So I just, yeah. man, like, a lot of talented young guys who are coming through and I just want to try and kind of prove that, you know, I can still perform um, at a high standard. And, and um, yeah, I've been training hard um, and hopefully it, it shows on, on the field when we do start playing. Yeah, mean, bro, mean, mean. Nah, nah, all the best luck, I'm sure sure you will, bro. Yeah, all right, bro. So it's a, it's a good little little segue into, um, you know, what we're about here at the Athletes Playbook with, um, you know, post, post-career post sort of uh, awareness stuff. Um, I know you're involved with Jesse at the, at the Tri-Line property side of things, and you've also got the uh, CRP, Complete Rugby Project, that you're running there with Jack. Um, if you wanted to, if you wanted to touch on a bit of, bit about those, bro, what are, what do they do? What are they about? Yeah, so um, Tyler Property is a, is a property business that um, I've got with a guy named Jesse Sinlafeu, and um, the Complete Rugby Project is a rugby coaching business that uh, I'm in with a guy named Jack House. And so, um, yeah, so the property business. Um, the strategy that we're doing is called rent to rent, rent to rent service accommodation. So um, mm-hmm. what we do is we we negotiate with the landlord uh, a rent that um, we'll pay each month. So we don't own any of the properties. So um, we go in and we pay the rent, and then we take it off them. Um, also, yeah, we agree a rent which we pay them each month, and then we take it off them, and then we put it on Airbnb Booking.com. Um, and we kind of manage, manage it. We take over and manage the property like that. So um, it's kind of subletting, but it's what we're doing. It's legal because a lot of people kind of ask, "Oh, isn't that illegal?" We're like, oh, yeah, it's illegal if you if it's um, if you know you don't tell the landlord what you're doing and if you don't have yeah. the right things in place. So yeah, so we do. Yeah, we kind of take it on, um, put on uh, a nightly rate, which we think um, that's going to be kind of competitive within the market in, in the areas that we've got the houses at and then uh, we go from there so we've been doing it for two years bro two years we've got six um units now six units now yeah. that, are, that are doing um well considering um what's happening with covid and that um yeah what's that uh, what's yeah. happening bro? obviously um like you're saying service departments i mean it's in a rent to rent and night sort of system what's What's that been like during COVID, bro? Because obviously up here in the UK, it's been uh, the COVID cases and whatnot has been quite, um, you know, high in, in that respect. How have, how have you guys found renting and, uh, you know, or, you know, letting out these these sort of properties? No, well, um, surprisingly, we're still doing quite well because um, key workers, uh, we get a lot of key workers in, um, so... Um, oh. if, if you're a key worker you're still allowed to work so a lot of contractors in that um obviously because if, 
if you can't work from home, then um, you know you have to go to work. So we'll be mm. getting our property's been getting filled up with contractors um, who are working quite far from home, and they've been staying in our properties. Or a lot of families who are moving houses, um, who are waiting for their houses to be um, ready, have been staying yeah. in our properties as well. So um, oh. yeah, we've been quite lucky with, with um, everything that's been happening with, with COVID. Yeah, that's unreal. That's a good little, good little pivot, eh, bro? Like, um, I was speaking to Jesse about it. Obviously, you know, um, a lot of people, a lot of people have have found COVID. You know, the bad. Uh, well, I shouldn't say found it, but I'd yeah. say have haven't come off the best in the situation. But it sounds like that you guys have pivoted quite well, and you know, making the most out of a terrible situation, which is, which is um, which which is good to hear, bro. Which is um, yeah, which is a positive. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. how did you how did you find yourself in that in that business, bro? What made you want to you know get into that type of stuff? Yeah, so I, it was like three years ago. Um, um, I was just kind of thinking, um, like I had nothing to do after rugby. I knew I needed to get myself sorted because um, I knew I was gonna retire soon with with, with footy. Mm. Um, and so I was like, I, I need I need to try and find something because obviously. Um, Back home, I, I used to work in um, factories and warehouses, and, that, and that's like no, no disrespect to the people that work in there, but that's I didn't enjoy it. Eh? So I, I knew I had to try and find something that uh, I enjoyed to kind of um, go into when I do um, finish playing rugby. And Jess, Jesse's the one that approached me about property, and he was like, "Oh, um, you know, you know, if if you do well in property, there's different strategies that you can go into where you can make um, some decent money." Um, you know, and he kind of um, sat me down and explained like stuff about property that I had no idea um, about. And then the first step we took was um, a guy named Samuel Leeds is quite big over here with property. Mm. Um, we went to one of his courses, um, his crash courses. So that kind of started everything. Um, we went there. He kind of talks about the different strategies in property. And um, we 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 chose this strategy, which is um, service accommodation, and it just went from there, bro. And yeah, we've just been we've been going hard with trying to learn, you know, as much knowledge, trying to get as much knowledge as possible to try and um, kind of be the best, I guess, or to try and achieve and be successful at at, um, at our with our goals that we've set out to achieve. Yeah, mean, bro. Mean. That's, but I don't want um, I don't want to, um, just just to pass over that, bro. That's a huge, a massive play from Jesse. Um, you know, not only as a mate, but as a as a fellow athlete, bro. I think that has to go. You know, not that has that has to be recognised because I think as athletes, we need to be aware of these things, and that's what what the podcast is sort of, you know, geared towards. Is getting people to flick that switch, bro. So I just want to give him a massive shout out on, you know, for you, that's to for him to approach you and be in that mindset is massive, bro. And I think, um, you know, we we need to as athletes, you know, be be a lot more aware um, around those transitions or you know the stuff outside of um, outside of our sports, bro. So huge, huge shout out to him. Yeah, no, 100%, um, it's, it's, I think it's it's just changing your mindset, eh? Um, you know, because we're, we're all comfortable with a certain mindset that um, 
you know, the, whatever it is growing up. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just changing your mindset and being um, confident to be able to, you know, to set up a goal or, or whatever it is to um, that, 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 that you think um, that you enjoy or, you know, whatever it is you, you want to do. It's, it's been, being able to have that mindset that, um, you know, okay, I, 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 can, I can go after this, go after this and, um, and be able to write down goals and kind of try and tick those little goals off to try, try and look at the bigger picture. Yeah, nah, 100%, bro. And like, you know, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, the saying, you are who, you know, you are who you hang around or, you know, you're the you're the result of the five people that you sort of hang around, bro. So those, those yeah, those sort of um, conversations and friendships, I think, need to be more common, especially within our sport, bro. Like we were saying, off air, you know, and you did mention the, you know, the warehouse sort of workers, no disrespect to them, you know, that's, you know, it's a very respectable income and stuff like that. But, you know, there has to be some sort of enjoyment in what you do in life. So, um, you know, I think we're blessed as, as athletes to be able to, to, you know, to prepare ourselves and not have to, um, you know, sort of be pigeonholed. But, um, yeah, so, nah, massive, massive shout out to him on that front, bro, and you guys for, you know, for, for even being able to to flip those switches, what's your um, ambitions, bro? Or where do you guys want to take that side of things? The tri line property, um, you know, is there a, is there a goal of units you guys want, or are you guys looking to build a team, or what's the what's your ambitions, bro? Yes, yeah. So we, we have um, yearly goals. Um, we have um, yearly goals, and we have a goal with um, a five year goal. So obviously, we want to I think our, our, our goal this year what's your what's your guys ambitions or where do you guys want to take it um, with the with the trial line property sides of things yeah so we we, we set up um, um, a goal like a yearly goal so uh, what, what we want to achieve at the end of this year and then a five year goal so we want to right now we've got six units uh, we want to um, at the end of the year have 25 um, units um, and then start start buying properties um, ourselves, and um, obviously we're gonna start building a team because um, we're starting to grow now, and um, we we got both our wives on board, so my wife's on board and Jesse's wife's on board, so um, we want them to kind of come in and take care of all the admin stuff, all the management stuff, and look after the financial stuff. So um, they've been on board for like four months now, and already. Um, They've improved, improved um, the business because um, me and Jess, we're just like, uh, we just go out there and try to get units in there and uh, we don't really um, look over the fin- financial and all the, the management side of things. So um, it's been good to have the girls on because they've got um, control over that. And um, the one thing about our partners, they, they're honest. They, 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 can't, they give it to us about everything. Um, so um, yeah, so just an example, we went and um, me and Jesse went and viewed a, a house, and um, it was kind of run down, um, kind of run down. But we thought um, we could make it work because um, if you see our units, they're quite high standards, like the way we furnish it and everything. And um, mm. it was kind of run down, and um, we were like, oh, we thought we could make it work, and then so we agreed with the landlord that we'll take it on, and, and all of that, and um, we got the girls to go. Um, 
kind of see it and you know, as soon as they're winning it they're like nah no way we're not taking it on <laughs> no chance <laughs> and um yeah but uh, the girls kind of saved us from um you know putting a lot of money into the house um so no just yeah they they're 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 in it they're like we brought them on because they we wanted them to kind of take over all the back the backroom stuff in there and told them to make sure that they're honest but sometimes they're too honest there <laughs> yeah no hundred percent that's you yeah. you need those um you need those those types of people to keep you on the straight and narrow so bro shout yeah. out shout out to all the all the partners and wives out there keeping <laughs> keeping the boys on the yeah. on the right path um Okay, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, man. No, but we're growing. Like we're, we're gonna look. So we want the girls to come and take over, learn everything um, about managing the properties because we're gonna go on to the management side of things now, where we we start um, getting investors in and um, we start managing properties. So they're learning oh, everything, then, and then we're gonna get them to then hire people to to oversee it. Yeah, um, yeah. So. At least the girls know if anything if anything goes wrong, they've done it before, and then um, they can try and fix it when we do start um, building our team. So you're so um, you're saying you guys get the properties and then and then sort of uh, do them up, bro, to a luxury standard. Are you guys getting like trades in yourselves, or are you guys doing the work yourselves, or what's the what's the situation? We have um, furniture companies who come in. Um, and kind of add like um, interior design stuff to make yeah, it look yeah. really nice. Yeah. So and so we we kind of have that, and so we just um, yeah. So we kind of have kind of people who who kind of work in different departments to make sure that um, when we do take a property on and we think that it's up to the standards that we kind of have um, to then come and um, do all that stuff. So. Um, we've, we've sort of mm. a decent system now, um, which which is which has been working the last two years because um, we're going on to two years now in July, and um, yeah, hopefully, well, well, our plan is to just keep growing and keep um, getting more units, and then um, hopefully we'll start buying um, units in the yeah, next year. Yeah, mate, so. mate, yeah, nah, fingers crossed, bro, fingers crossed. So I just like to I like to transition bro into the into the CRP, your uh, complete rug, rugby project type of uh, sides of things. Um, you know what do you what do you guys what do you guys do yes. there, bro? Yeah, so um, the, the, it's like uh, so the the one thing that COVID did was um having all this time. I right, so I got to spend mm. a lot of time with my son, like training him. So we did loads of training and um. And I've always, I've always loved training kids, you know, like to become better players or um, just a better person in general. Like I love that. Mm. I, that's like a passion for me. Um, and um, and so I come and over here, like it's not like back home where um, rugby league players, rugby union players. There's loads of yeah. different pathways over here. Uh, I mean, over there, there's like, but over here it's just like if you're there's only like academy here scholarship, which is uh, I think it's 14 to 16 year olds, and then if you don't, and then and then after scholarship it's academy, which is um, 17, 18 year olds, and then after that there's nothing. So back home you have pathways where 
you're playing in school and you get picked for rep teams in your region and then you go on to play other regions to then get selected and you know to play for Queensland and all that stuff so I just thought it was missing over here so I rung Jack with my idea because Jack's got quite a successful business with um where he goes and and he does like different kind of sports oh, and yeah. schools yeah. and stuff like that so I just I, so I just rung him with my idea and um he was like oh that's funny because I was thinking the same thing and so um yeah so all it is is we, we want to try and create a pathway of, like for for kids who who aren't in the academy system or the scholarship system where they can try and you know reach their potential um and and like some a lot, a lot of the kids they develop at different ages and we want to try and make sure that they're still getting the same coaching um as as if they're in the scholarship or academy system and the one thing that we do is um we we do both rugby oh, and yeah. rugby league so obviously it's different yeah so obviously it's different you know there, there are technical stuff to each game um that we can't teach like um but we feel that there's a lot of stuff that we can teach so it crosses over sort of thing. That, you know whether you're playing yeah it crosses over whether you're playing rugby league or rugby union it kind of crosses over so um yeah it's that's been going on for like a year and bit now uh oh, almost a year now so um, yeah, it's something that I thought was missing over here in the UK, and um, um, yeah, and, and like you know, we we started it um, in Sheffield because that's where we're both from. But um, we feel that it's doing good enough to to now try and um, get it started in in Leeds, hopefully in the oh, next mean, couple mean, months. Mean. Yeah, so um, both similar question to the to the trial line thing. How's how's it sort of been with the whole COVID situation, bro? With doing that type of stuff. No, yeah, it's um so throughout um I think we started in September, so we were still able to to um run our classes. So we so all our age groups go from three years old all yeah. the way to eighteen, and um so we were still able to run our classes because all our classes were outside. But as soon as the lockdown came after Christmas, um after the new year, we had to stop all of that. So um. Now it's now it's looking like we're, we're able to start all our all our sessions in the, at the end of March, and then um, yeah, hopefully we can you know start growing again because we we're starting to get loads of um, kids from different areas coming to our classes, and so in, in March we're able to uh, reopen our training sessions, so our classes, and then um, and then yeah, hopefully start um, another kind of franchise in in Leeds area, so. Um, so yeah, see how we go. Yeah, me, me. Well, at least yeah. it's not too far away, then, eh, bro? You know, it seems like um, like we we're saying before earlier, at least there's a, at least there's a bit of an end, end date in sight now, which is you know a big relief yeah. for you know everyone up up these ways. Um, what's your so? I know you're saying you got the, hopefully get your uh, division and and leads up and running, but what's your what's your other guys' goals? For um, you know, for CRP, bro, what's what are you guys looking at to do in the big picture of things? Yeah, well, the, yeah, the big picture. We um, obviously we want to have like a um, like a few franchises going um in the UK. Mm. Um, obviously we want to grow it and then have uh like a, a de- like a development kind of um pathway set up where um, now we're in line with 
uh, different rugby union and rugby league clubs. And, mm. you know, if we feel that uh, a kid's um, decent, where we can then choose, you know, approach one of these clubs who that we've got uh, a relationship with to, you know, take one of them on and as a trial, kind of trial basis. So we want to try and have yeah, this pathway where um, the kids who are training in, in, in our, you know, complete rugby project um, has a pathway to go and join one of the rugby league or rugby union clubs we're affiliated with. And then we want to try um, to be able to have that, you know, uh, right across the country. So um, that's, the, that's the big picture. Um, mm. That's a big picture, so um, you know, hopefully we can we can get there. Um, yeah, you know, in, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nah, I mean, bro. Yeah, yeah. All the best. Um, yeah. So, bro, this is the um, this is the bit where you know I like to try and bring bring the listeners, uh, you know, the most value in what what I call you know the the plays for the playbook. Um, you know, so essentially what it is, bro, is for anyone, you know who wants to get into the industry that you're in, you know, obviously the, the property service industry or, you know, all the coaching, the coaching sort of industry, what can, um, what can people do and what sort of plays can they put into action, bro, to, to get started or, you know, what do you think is the best sort of um, play for someone to run if they're looking to get into those industries? Yeah. Uh, I think kind of the best advice I could give is, um, is um, kind of have a look at what you want to do, um, like what, whatever it is. Um, the one big thing is you um, you got to enjoy it because eh? um, a lot of the people I talk to, um, you know, that you could you know have all this money coming in, but you're not enjoying you know what you're doing. So yeah. um, that's a big thing. Um, and make sure that you enjoy it, enjoy it because um, you know regardless of the money that's coming in, if you're enjoying it, then you know what they say like. You know, if you're enjoying it, it's not considered work. Eh? So, um, one thing I, I, I know is the the work that you put in as well. Um, so we with both our trial line and our coaching um, businesses, we kind of reach out to someone that where we want to be inspired to be like in, in that mm. in that area. Um, and then um, you know, a lot of people are willing to help you um, with whatever it is. So, um, you know, make sure you put in the hard work to research. Um, whatever it is you want to do, um, go out and, and network as well and, and just make sure you're willing to put in that hard work. Um, write down your goals. Write down your goals and just make sure that um, anything that you're doing during the day aligns with those goals. Um, yeah. And the big, the, the big thing is your why. Why are you doing it? Because um, when, when, you know, when, you're, when you're faced with setbacks, because you know, you're, you're, you're guaranteed to face setbacks, whatever you do. So when you're faced with setbacks, your why is a lot stronger than, um, you know, those setbacks and you'll be able to push through. So, yeah, there's, if anyone that's looking to start, whatever it is, um, I guess that's kind of the advice I've got to give. Um, yeah. Like that. Now, we could also, yeah, so just on the, um, on the coaching sides of things, but do you have to be, like, do you have any um, like PT qualifications or anything, anything like down that sort of avenue, or are you just sort of just sort of passing your knowledge on from you know from your experience sides of things? Yeah, uh, so I got my level two coaching certificate in rugby league. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, so yep. I've got that. I got that um, when I was at Sheffield, but um, hopefully uh, do one for rugby union as well. Um, yeah, but pretty much just passing on 
my knowledge on what I've learned throughout my footy career to to the kids. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the kids that we get, um, some some can be quite, um, you know, arrogant in their day, like full of confidence. Mm. But you know, it's, uh, you know, I sometimes have to have a, a bit of a word to them to, <laughs> to you know, kind of bring down that arrogance and stay humble because you know talent can only take you so far. And and I'm you know I'm proof of that. I wasn't willing to work hard back when I was younger, um, you know, and, and they kind of kind of proved it with um, not being able to have a have a decent career in the NRL just because I was lazy to train hard. So yeah, it's kind of kind of trying to pass that on to the kids who are trying to aspire to to become professional rugby players. But but I guess that's kind of the advice you can give to someone who's not wanting to play rugby. You know, you can kind of give that advice to someone who wants whatever it is they want to be, whether it's a doctor, you know, what, whatever it is, um, yeah, nothing beats hard work, eh? Mm, yeah, no, that's a, yeah, that's a massive key, bro. Like you're saying, you know, obviously now, um, you know, you're a lot more self-aware of, um, you know, you know, how you were previously and hindsight's a great thing, but, you know, um, you know, young teenagers and, you know, I myself have, I've, I've had that same, you know, realisation that, oh, you know, if I only sort of, pulled my head in at 16, 18, you know, what, what could have been. But I think, you know, like yourself, passing, passing that knowledge on, you know, and being, uh, you know, being able to actually see that, you know, not holding, you know, not holding any uh, bad ill will towards, you know, other people, but more self-aware around yourself that you're able, you know, it's sort of self, self-realisation uh, is, yeah. um, is, is a massive key. In the um, on the onto the property sides of things, bro. Did you were there any sort of uh, legal requirements for you guys to sort of get into there or get into starting that sides of things, or was it just sort of um, you know just between you and the and the person you're renting off, or was it just yeah? Yeah, yeah so there's there's a whole lot of legal stuff that um, we kind of learned on the way, and and that's that that's what it comes down to like um, networking. So. Mm. Because we're quite like me and Jess are kind of um, outgoing people, right? Like we we're not ashamed to talk to to anyone, eh? So that's kind of what kind of helped us in a way. Um, so we were able to come across um, loads of people who already been in this industry for like years, and so they were willing to help us um, get started. They were kind of helping us uh, to become compliant with with all the legal side of the property business. So um, yeah, so we were. We had to first register a limited company, um, Trial and Property Limited, and then loads of other stuff. Um, had to get a lawyer to look over our terms and conditions. So um, if anything does go wrong, um, you know, we're not we're not stung by it. And yeah, yeah. just um, a whole lot of little stuff that we weren't aware of going into to property. But um, yeah, but it's a good thing that the girls are on board because um, you know they're good with all that stuff. So. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of um, legal stuff that we we have we have to do, um, even with the management side, where um, we're only just starting the management side of the business, and there's loads of stuff that we have to do to become compliant. Um, and yeah, the girls the girls are taking care of that stuff, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Me, me. Like, I always um I always think, bro. There's quite a there's quite a lot of comparisons to sport and business, which I think, you know, like, which you just touched on with, um, you know, obviously um, teamwork 
and network, you know, teamwork, networking, and then also, but also like around what you're saying about hard work, hard work, you know, um, a lot of the, a lot of the skills are sort of transferable, um, you know, from sport to business, like, you know, you're saying you have to, you have to do your due diligence around, especially around property um, and the legalities and stuff like that. But then also, you know, you know, you're giving your, your wives a plug with, you know, the teamwork to be successful, you know, in business, it does, you know, a lot of the time, you know, it does take a, does take a team, you know, the saying um, that goes, you know, if you want to move fast, go alone, but if you want to, move, you know, go far, you know, go as a team yeah, um, or something along yeah. those, something along those yeah, sort of lines. Yeah, because yeah, if, if you look like, because I'm, I'm into like, my reading big time now, eh? I, I was never a reader, but I've only just started reading loads like the last two or three years, but all, all these people who are successful, like they didn't get there, they didn't get to the top by themselves. They've always had someone to help them out or they've always mm. had people around them um, to help them. So yeah, it's, um, you know, you always you always need a good team around you, what I believe to become successful. And uh, I guess um, that's proof of all, all these other people who have, who have made it far in their lives as well. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, bro. And like, yeah, like you're saying, um, I think, especially as a as a younger athlete, or you know, or even you know, even as an old athlete, you can you know, if you flip flip that switch of um, you know, you know, I know you said you had no problems with it, but being you know, putting yourself out there, networking, um, you know, communicating with with those types of people, you know, um, you know, it goes goes a long way in business and and in sport, bro. You know, on and yeah. off the field, so that's wicked. Um. Yeah, nah, sweet, bro. Sweet. So, well, that's pretty much it, man. We might might just wrap it up, but um, you know, I just want to just want to say thanks for your time, man. Really, really appreciate you um, carving out some time to do this. Um, you know, I thought uh, you know, no we got we got the, we got there in the end. Bit of a mission. No, We, um, you know, but where can people find out, you know, more about you, 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 your business? Um, anything that you want to give a plug, bro? Anything you want to give a shout out to, or anything like that? Yeah, so we got um, both Instagram and Facebook, Tyline Property and um, the Complete Robbie Project. Or um, we, we have websites as well. So we both uh, have a website for um, Tyline Property. So it's www.trylineproperty.com and uh, Complete Robbie Project as well if you want to kind of look to see what we offer um, with our sessions. So that's the same. So it's like www.completerobbyproject.com as well. So... Yeah, if you just want to have a look, just go and have a look. Um, and just, yeah, if you've got any questions, just there's info on there where you can reach me or Jesse or Jack. Me, mean, awesome. Thanks again, bro. I really appreciate, you know, giving your time. And um, good luck for the season, brother. Uh, thanks, for everyone, no for listening. We'll, we'll catch you guys uh, next week with some more players you guys can put into action. Later.